Hi, the name's Roy, Atin Roy, and I like to begin like that, you know. Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, Hi, Atin, and welcome to Jack Vichasravi. <laughs> Atin Roy specializes in creating communication for health, pharma, wellness brands. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure, and, and thank you for inviting me. Uh, because I was I was watching your uh, talks and and it's I must say that it's it's incredible the kind of eclectic mix of thought leaders that you've got on your platform in such a short period of time and I know you know I I, I know I'm, I know how it is difficult to create great quality content so kudos to you and it's fantastic you know remarkable stuff. Uh, Thank you so much. So yeah. At the very beginning, I want uh, this to get established for our viewers that communicating a health or a pharma brand is not the same as communicating an FMCG brand. Uh, any anecdotes that, you know, help us understand the challenges that lie, because there are many, and it's not too obvious. Uh, so you we used to handle uh, Neurobion. Uh, it's a legacy brand. And uh, B vitamins is something that we all need, you know, for our, our nerves to function correctly. So Neurobion wanted to go from the typical RX space to OTC, okay, and uh, and and there was a lot of uh, in, and and Indian regulations, right? See, healthcare is a very regulated field, and rightly so. But the Indian healthcare space uh, doesn't allow you to talk about nerves and uh, show them, or even talk about them, you know, in, in the film, in a way of view, or even write them. So that was a big problem. So think about the challenge that right? you cannot show the product benefit, and 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 it's crazy, right? The yeah. other thing that I would want to talk about is something that happened years ago in my career. And so I was working on this uh, campaign for WHORS. Right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, we had this film, right, about mm -hmm. diarrhea affecting the child. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, how uh, and, and suddenly the brand head decides that we have what we will do is we will not do animatics. We'll take the stories. You and I will go. And we'll go to all these centers, Bihar, Rajasthan, and all that, and you narrate, and we'll see how the story works. So that will be the testing for us, you know, uh, because uh, that uh, kind of target audience will not relate very well with two animatics. So we went, and I was, <laughs> and I had long hair then, you know, oh, long, okay, blue streaks and all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so we went there, you know, and and we gathered. So rural centers, all the mothers of children, and all hmm. that. And I started narrating, you know, with my, oh, I'm a copywriter, right? I have a passion, I'm narrating. And the doll starts wilting. You know? mm. And I'm doing it with full emotions, right? Mm. And then something remarkable happened. I, I watched the faces of these women. They were all mm. mothers. Some of them were not even 18. I could, I could make that out, right? Okay. And it gives me goosebumps until day, you know. I mean, I, so uh, I saw horror on their faces, you know. Yeah. And, and and while I was narrating a script, they were witnessing their own child building away. Mm -hmm. And and that was a very profound moment in my life where I understood the power words and communication can have, in, especially mm -hmm. in health and wellness, and how much empathy and responsibility we need to have. And it would kind of move my needle. Beautifully explained, Atin. Uh, you know, that's that's what uh, I've also felt throughout, you know, that the sense of responsibility is the most important aspect for a health or a pharma brand. 
and it's not just a product or a commodity being sold it is something that's going to impact lives you know that understanding and that right. appreciation has to be underneath always so how do you humanize yeah how do you humanize a brand's communication yeah yeah very very good question i'll give you a background to it pharma company okay. is the key stakeholder is is a is a doctor right right and and health and wellness the communication stakeholder is the doctor uh, the patient comes secondary yes mm. uh, and and with the proliferation of digital yes the patient is equally important now but but the doctor stays at the center of the universe of health communication mm. right and uh, and i i remember growing up in agra right and and uh, agra while it was a small place it has a many uh, it is a lot of renowned doctors over there sn medical college and everything Uh, to us in our heads you know uh, doctors were these these arcane people who would be you know moving from one patient to another writing medicines and all that and that's how pharma companies always looked at them right as as scientific beings you know almost like cyborgs uh, who only care about scientific aspects and 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 they show no emotions emotions talk to them about science you know ye molecule jayega doctor ye ho jayega aur itne weeks mein out ho jayega these are the doctors they all also live like in a house like you and me Mm-hmm. they also watch netflix mm-hmm. they also play pubg right mm-hmm. they also love shole yeah. and surma bhopali and if there's a human being on the other side why would you have straight jacketed communication to them it's is it logical mm-hmm. right then and that's the exact mindset that we went in when we were we started working on dr reddy's uh, uh, there's this brand called razo it's a it's a molecule called rabiprazole and uh, it's the nth molecule in of its kind right it's it's a uh, it's a acidity uh, medicine mm. now what big science will you talk about in acidity right uh, so it didn't have a lot of big high science to talk about the prescriptions were falling and it was an expensive drug so we thought you know uh, let's let's uh, turn it around and we looked at the doctors and said hey doctors also enjoy a good joke right so we created these uh, these simple scientific stories which uh, which had two characters right uh, dr singh and dr pillai uh, they are the equivalent of the five star ramesh and suresh if you may but much more sophisticated by the way you know dr dr thode padhe likhe types so they would they would share these cases between themselves just like you and talk about hey did you see that campaign right uh, so they would share these cases and and they would talk about the efficacy of razo and they would do it in a very tongue in cheek manner uh and 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 the doctors really related with it you know they said hey they remind us of all the banhami that we have within us you know this this is a brand that is talking very differently from the other brands the other brands are talking about oh this is the medicine this brand is talking to us about us it was it was incredible to see how the doctors just took it took to it like fish to water you know and and we were surprised i never expected that the doctors will enjoy it so much they started writing letters and everything saying what else are dr singh and pillai doing now you know and stuff like that please send them over for us to meet at their doctor meets and all that so incredible it was almost like a star fan following uh, but what what really made a difference there you know was uh, two folds one is of course the doctors loved it the brand really got a lot of traction but the time that an mr gets and and it's a, it's a it's a cruel world out there mrs are given like 2 seconds oh they are made to stand in a line and the doctor will give them one one minute and say bolo you know like a king this mr who would earlier go with the rabiprazole and say doctor doctor sheepishly 
his 10 seconds that he would get expanded to minutes. The doctor would talk to him. It enabled the MR to have conversations. Right? So, so I think uh, uh, in summary, I would think that uh, one, being human in communication in healthcare, uh, recognizes that there's a human on the other side of the table, helps one open up the canvas of conversations and relationships. Yeah. And two, it helps sharply differentiate a brand in a market where everything else is the same molecule. You understand, right? Yeah. The, the rabiprazole will be everywhere. Yeah. But how do you make your rabiprazole something special for the doctor? So Dr. Singh and Dr. Pillai, I really like the idea because, um, you know, there's a fine line between being relatable and then being frivolous, you know. So the face that you have given, uh, doctors would like that public face of theirs as well, which is relatable and yet respected. The power equation with doctors has changed so much. You know, you look at him as a professional who's giving you service and uh, that's that. You know, that whole parcha and priest uh, thing. I mean, I've also experienced I'm the same generation. <laughs> but it doesn't exist anymore. You know? it's, a, it's like a practical yeah, yeah. find, uh, you know, five-star view, reviews or four-star yeah. reviews. Yeah. You're just buying it as any other product. Incredible, incredible how, how we are reviewing doctors now as products, you know, putting star marks like we do with products. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are also being accountable. They're being... Uh, made accountable and the other thing is that you know there was some research that consumers uh, have the same expectations from health uh, uh, care brands as well as non-health care brands yeah and, and now we introduce another uh, element to the dynamics of the complex health terrain and which is technology so health and technology together are creating another you know other set of uh, ripples and waves why don't you talk about that and its impact? Uh, there are some incredible innovations that are happening in health tech. Okay? Uh, there is one particular uh, fantastic uh, uh, device that has come up recently. It's called Butterfly IO. And it's like this handheld uh, ultrasound. Okay? Uh, all you have to do is you have a tablet and you have a handheld piece and you can you know, do a full body scan okay and and that too in in not like uh, lots of money but a few hundred dollars now imagine what that can do to care and diagnostics it can reach people who can't afford to travel and think about the implication it has on treatment in poor and remote you know areas of the world right uh, and the access that it can provide them to becoming better so imagine the future of medicine is right now here we are we are seeing things and in 2020 alone about 51 billion dollars have been put in health tech startups uh, there's this continuum right in healthcare you have prevention you have detection and you have management diagnostics used to be on detections most of the time now what is happening is yes to a large extent management as well but now it is spreading to the preventive right diagnostics is going to the preventive space and it is very soon you will see this happen as diagnostics will emerge as an always on service an ecosystem of connected variables and and uh, systems which spread across illness health and wellness the entire continuum of illness and wellness you know? and and that that is going to change a lot of things because it's going to put a lot of data in front of us you know health data was not so 
open and clear for us till now. But now health tech will bring that data to us. Your your personal health information and the government's health card, which is a great step in that direction, reside on the cloud, right? And you can access it with only your permission. So the the entire data and tech <laughs> ecosystem that is going to happen is going to provide a lot of positive health outcomes, not just for the patients, for for medicine at large and humanity. You know, like if if we if 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 you remember how some years back, um, Atin used to say, we we Indians are not into preventive care, proactive care. Selling an insurance was such a problem. Selling anything preventive was a problem. And see here, look here. We want so much control of our health. We are ready to buy an ultrasound machine in our house that we might be using only for some months. You know. We are not talking lifestyle disease. We are talking, you know, like prevention of anything that could happen. So that's amazing. You know, see where we have reached. Yeah, yeah. and 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 COVID, no? uh, If you think it was, a, it was almost like a year-long demo of how tech and health work together. Early in the days of COVID, right? Uh, Instagram, it's a social media platform. Instagram was used as a disease tracking tool. So, so people who would tag their photos, geotag their photos, and then who would travel, help get that data and tell us how the disease was spreading in the initial days. Imagine a social media platform as a disease tracking tool, okay? Or, for example, data visualization, right? We all have used it. The worldometer, Corona worldometer. I'm sure you have checked it out. You know, India me kitna hai, US me kitna hai. Always. <laughs> Imagine every person on this planet is using a data visualization tool. To predict or understand or take decisions, right? Now this is this is cool stuff. Some brands are doing incredible work. Like one brand which I personally like is uh, Gopi. You know, uh, they 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 are a they are a smartphone watch company, but they don't sell smartwatches. What they are selling is an ecosystem of health and well-being. So it monitors your temperature, it monitors your heartbeat, oxygen, as well as it gives you a customized health and exercise-based health plan. So, so it's not just taking care of a watch which looks cool on your wrist. Mm -hmm. It's taking care of your health. It's almost like it can, uh, it's your doctor on your wrist. So, uh, like you talked about certain brands that are leveraging this entire new narrative and the digital ecosystem also, Goki. Um, that's also a, a very, very nice um, you know, example. Uh, Atin, there's another aspect to pharma and health brands, which is now we're getting into, which is uh, RX to OTC journey. Most big players want some of their brands to have that uh, pull over the consumer. You know, not the doctor calling the shots, but the brand calling the shots. But still, the RX to OTC switch. What are the uh, important aspects of making this successful switch? Because many of brands have failed. Could you share certain best practices here? Right. One of the most important things, and I cannot stress this more, is to consider how it is going to affect your key stakeholder, which is the doctor. Have you taken them into confidence? Are, are, are they part of you? Are they partnering you there? Will they support you in the transition? A very good example is, is Gramophen is a constipation medicine. Uh, and uh, what they did was they while they went with Cremafin as a brand to OTC and they had films and everything and uh, POS and everything with another brand which is Cremafin Plus they continued their association with the doctor said and, and said told the doctors that hey doctor Cremafin has not gone anywhere 
here's plus which is giving you something more uh, another thing is organizational commitment right uh, when you shift from an rx to a, a consumer you have to understand the way people react to your product the way you have to your employees will uh, need to be trained for that even your messaging you know it has to be compelling and it doesn't have to compete with your rx messaging while it has to be powerful enough to draw people in right and 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 very important is the category you know there's some categories which are innately of a different nature right mm-hmm. we need to ask this question is there a unmet need do i really need to go to an uh, otc right mm-hmm. is rx is where the value seen by the consumer i remember you talking about uh, a very nice example here right uh, ipil uh, if consumers uh, you know are ready for it uh, these are the questions and also how regulated is the market because the regulations in healthcare and otc markets are quite a bit yeah very nicely explained um, thank you uh, atin and uh, you mentioned ipil we were discussing about it earlier you know i have personally witnessed the wrath of doctors and medical community you know until then i did not realize what a big thing has happened somewhere i think we say the otc laws are also a little gray in our country because i always wondered you know why this happened um like you mentioned the category and the relationship people have with it you know using fear and not talking about side effects and somehow uh, trivializing the whole life situation not taking the cultural aspects also lot of things went wrong although initially the advertising was appreciated big time you know like like they managed yeah, yeah, something yeah. that was so difficult yeah. to communicate them you know this is a birth pill category you know so much yeah. can go wrong uh, the doctors explained to me you know when i met the doctors you know i was alarmed as hell you know i i you know like that angst that anger you know i am mm. feeling just as a, a witness uh, the whole thing and at, at a later witness i mean imagine what the people would be you know, feeling who taken it and had life changing you know uh, effects so uh, uh, keeping that um, tone of communication if you could list some watch outs you know like we like to say three watch outs do's and don'ts <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's right that we we put down certain rules over there, you know. Uh, so, uh, and and these are my personal uh, rules. They're not they're not from any book or anything. What I've learned over the time is the first and the foremost thing: <clears throat> consumer first. Very crucial to strike the balance of a proven prescription strength solution. an emotional surplus that comes with the consumer brand consumer brands are essentially have an emotional surplus apart from whatever they're doing rx are more about function right uh, and and we talked about how the emotional quotient over there can go up by thinking human but and you move from rx to otc you have to like really graduate in emotional quotient right look at the way cibo met it right while while the ph 5.5 story is uh, you know gathering a lot of traction now hul is come back and say gare yaar ye phvh mat dekho apna dimag lagao right and then there's some small time guys were also you know saying ki are ph5 5.5 theek hai but sath mein moisturizing bhi dete hain you know a tangible benefit like ph 5.5 is like being now being trivialized by it on the other hand if you think about it dove's real beauty is a sustainable human story 
and no 5.5 soap can ever dethrone that moisturizing capability uh, second thing is rx products over time become very complex in their propositions you know uh, so simplify you know seedha seedha bol saaf saaf bol you know uh, here is an example that i is, is uh, something that i worked on you know enterogermina it is it is basically uh, this good bacteria right it's a probiotic now the fact that it is a probiotic and it's extremely scientific its name enterogermina aadhi se zyada mummiyan to bol nahi sakta is itself was a challenge and therefore the communication that we crafted for that was that mothers could be explained the merit of good bacteria we said good bacteria we didn't say lactobacillus we said good bacteria through their children's perspective and their lives and and then we tried to put a jingle around the brand name you know uh, and and that made it more human more capable of being relatable to the mother you know more easy to consume and the third most important thing that rx to otc is today rx to oti and this oti is on the internet uh, online pharmacies are changing the dynamics of the health and wellness domain you know you upload your prescription you get it or you choose what it, which compare the prices get the right deals and they just don't provide product those one stop health solutions you know you where you can buy your gliptins as well as your glucometer you can buy at the same place but they also provide patient content and a, a patient support material very interesting what you're saying is uh, very very critical this oti thing that you're saying is <clears throat> is a, a whole new appreciation of the ecosystem just sums it up could you give an example atin so so there's this lovely brand that i i it's mama earth okay? uh it's uh, it's a 100% brand in just 4 years right? they what they do is they plant a tree somewhere in the in india and they send you a location via email now now look at the way it is it is projecting itself as a socially conscious company and this resonates very well with a lot of people especially the millennial parents right mm-hmm. uh, a lot of peer to peer discussions happens on digital platforms uh, for a earlier part of their uh, of their brand they never even talked advertising they were just talking through the digital platforms like whatsapp and mother forums uh tiktok okay uh, mother mother day celebrations on tiktok no conventional advertising incentives to buy online and 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 a great example of internet first consumer brand that employs digital influence to create sales and consumer value when you talked about mama earth earlier i i felt it brought so many things together just in the in their very business model this commitment to betterness and identifying the right segment and um, most efficient communication mediums the entire way they have gone about and you know how they have risen because uh, you know like let's say elon musk should be the richest man <laughs> yeah 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 he's yeah. done the right things at the right time with the right kind of commitment yeah, yeah. now there's another thing that uh, that um, uh, you know you really uh, believe in and uh, it's shown a lot of promise it's is 3d printing oh yes oh. yeah another uh, you know actually another way of creating you know why don't you talk uh, to us about okay. its applications yeah, for yeah. brands so, and supply so sectors yeah 3d printing has been around for some while right now right and you know, a few decades Uh, but now we are seeing you know the the vast uh, developments in this field in all spaces right uh, for example it is definitely set to revolutionize 
manufacturing and distribution for you know so that there can be immediate consumption of a lot of things uh, for example nike and, and nike has been doing it for some time you know uh, they i think started doing uh, 3d printing in 2013 or something in 2018 they put all the data so all professional athlete datas were all combined together and they 3d printed something called flyprint nike flyprint okay it was the first performance footwear which had the 3d printed textile upper okay that entire textile upper that a shoe has it was printed by that so it was and it was precision engineered for performance athletes right now imagine that right if the day is not far away and and the and given the technologies and how you know today everyone has a smartphone which was not thinkable about 20 years ago right uh, about maybe 20 years down or in or 10 years down the line we might even have printers 3d printers at our home you know i would call them Uh, and i can start trick they are called replicators and, and the day is not far away when you can order a nike it will scan your feet and and it will customize that shape to you you know 6 7 nahi 6.5 banayega wo you know need for you know quality checks because you know that this is going to be already there um, no transport happening no delay in gratification happening and uh, incredible so there are some categories which are seeing even more incredible changes uh, for example printing of human organs right uh, printing an ear for transplant was old uh, israeli scientists and israelis are very good at technology right they just printed a bioprinted a heart this small heart is the size of a cherry okay with muscles and cells and blood vessels and ventricles and chambers uh, and, and while i can't uh, transplant that right away but that's the beginning mm. you know uh, where where someone can if they, their organ is in trouble they can actually print something from their own dna right that it has all the trappings of being about the next revolution in manufacturing distribution which is the level of revolution that probably happens with homo sapiens with fire you know and that is the kind of revolution i'm talking about yes maybe it will take some time maybe not in our lifetime but who mm-hmm. knows i am hopeful thank you bye bye thank you bye take care bye